Welcome to the Crypto Yams Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a five year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is September 9th, Friday, and this is episode 99. We have a lot to cover today, my friends. Seems like I'll be chatting amongst you guys uh, more than likely just by myself. Of course, that's a okay. Again, a lot to talk about today. First things first, we're going to take a look at our macros as like always. Things are essentially looking fantastic, if I do say so myself. The altcoins, of course, this week have had a much better increase than Bitcoin so far. Bitcoin is slowly starting to turn around with the rest of the market. 10-year yield, S&P, Dixie, all doing exactly as predicted all hitting either ceilings or pumping in the nature of which we talked about in previous episodes. Um, The biggest thing right now that I can see with the weekly uh, being on ETH is that our Wolfpack is bouncing off the zero line. We are potentially going to invalidate the red dot with a green dot. The money flow has turned right back up and we're still technically TC'd. So what this would do would reconfirm the already in place triple confirmation of Ethereum. The Ethereum triple confirmation came in 1695, 1700 if you want to be uh, anal about it. We're still below the 618 level of the weekly. We've got a lot of ground potentially to cover still. Um, of course, the biggest resistances are going to come in around 2000 and around 2250. So we've got quite a bit of work uh, to deal with before we actually punch through those levels and see some sort of crazy extreme type of rally. But knowing that our weekly is already TC'd, our daily is already triple confirmed to the upside, a reconfirmation, as we know, is a re-entry signal or a potential jump back in point. All right, so if we were to reconfirm, which all we need to do is confirm the wolf pack and the green dot, Back to the upside, we already have a potato signal to the upside, we're still triple confirmed. This would have acted as a fake out to the downside, this quick push that we had down to 1420. And we should end up seeing the market structure change back into a bullish posture over the next, I'd say, one to two weeks, if we continue going in this direction. The way the overall economics and everything looks, That's the most likely thing to happen, in my opinion. Again, a bounce off the zero line, uh, a re-triple confirmation are both very strong signals of what's to come. So for now, um, I'm sticking to to my guts and everything that I've been seeing, and I'm staying bullish on this whole thing. The biggest thing I can see in the short term, midterm, is that $2,000 is going to be a bit of a, you know, a pain in the butt to get over. If we end up double, you know, topping out again in this level, like let's say over the next five to seven days, we end up coming towards 2000, just as we did here in August. Um, if we do see some sort of short-term rejection, we're probably either coming back to our 236 at around 1770 and or 1620. But again, it would just be seen as short-term, mid-term retesting. We have the market structure on our side. We haven't seen the fibs realign themselves in a completely bullish fashion. You can see that they're still kind of uh, half and half here. 
on the fence. We haven't seen the restructuring, meaning that the zero line starts at the market structure and has extended all of our fibs to the upside. That's what I would like to see next. Um, as long as we hold market structure, as long as we hold that level, if our if our fib lines change before we start to come back and retest, then we may not need to do said retest. But yes, for now, 1700 and 2000 are the most key level resistances that we're dealing with in this midterm short term. Once that's broken, again, I can see a very nice inverted head and shoulders potentially playing out, cup and handle potentially playing out. Either way, this could push us up a lot farther than most people, I believe, are expecting. The $3,000 level is, is coming in at the next key level resistance, maybe 2800 sorry. Somewhere between 28 and 3,000 would be the next level after 2,000 to 2,200. Of course, that's, you know, we, we need to see how it goes. We have a lot of ground to cover before that's an option, but that's the level that I've got in the back of my mind um, as long as everything stays in the level that it's heading towards. Going back to Bitcoin, I really think that we're just kind of uh, lagging behind here with BTC. Again, my levels were 22,000 and 1,700. So the fact that Bitcoin has kind of recouped quite a bit more uh, percentage-wise over the last day and a half, two days, as you can see, Bitcoin's up about 10%. ETH is only up about 4%. I believe that it's really just catching up with the rest of the market because it lagged behind so hard. Um, but this weekly candle is looking fantastic. We've got decent divergence here. We got money flow potentially turning back up. If we move into our four-day, we can see it in a much clearer picture here. Money flow turning up, wave pinching off on the market liberator. Wolfpack turning back up. Biggest thing I can see is that we've got a decent little resistance, not right above us, but pretty close. I would say somewhere in between the 22. If we get through and back into the channel, then it's going to be closer to 25, 2600. Um, depending on how fast we get back up and into the channel. And as long as we don't reject, we need to see what happens around our resistance level of the wolf pack here. We're still in this triangle. You know, we've poked through it a couple times to the both to the downside and the upside. But overall, more than likely, from everything I'm seeing, the more macro hidden bullish divergence, the fact that we built a divergence on this wave as we broke down from this major level. Everything is saying that potentially a huge crack to the upside is coming. Not financial advice, of course, but it's just what I'm seeing personally, a four-day doji money flow and potentially invalidation of the TC down that we had here because our triple confirmation to the downside came late. It came at about 20,600. So as long as we maintain four-day closes, above that level, we're going to invalidate this triple confirmation to the downside. And as we know, you know, because we invalidated in the first place with the previous buy signal back here on July 20th, you know, our triple confirmation came in lower than this triple confirmation came in to the upside. It's essentially a double whammy. This could be a huge, huge slingshot move. Again, that I think not a lot of people are expecting. I think even just the, you know, we've only moved what, $2,2500 so far from the bottom, um, about a 10%, maybe 12, 13% move. Um, 
Bitcoin could give us a lot more to bite our teeth into. Absolutely. Yeah, so truly, because this was invalidated, if we invalidate again, then we haven't seen the true move here. These moves, you know, from 20 to 25 and then back down to 18, you know, that those were not those were not it. So if we're moving about 5,000, you know, 7,000, we could be looking at a $10,000, $15,000 gain potentially to the next high level before we reject, which would put us right in line with that potential 30 ish thousand dollar uh, capitulation level. So just again, keeping in mind, that's what I'm seeing. Not financial advice, waiting for everything to turn around, confirmed for sure, before jumping back in. We potentially have another day or two before seeing the daily triple confirmation and still probably four to eight days away from seeing the four day triple confirmation. But the fact that the rest of the market um, is giving us underlying signs, you know, Ethereum being triple confirmed already on the weekly in the four day. Um, actually, the four days not, but potentially invalidating within the next four to eight days as well. We can see that money flows already almost back into the green. We're completely pinching off here with the Liberator Wolfpack, pretty much giving us a bounce off the zero line and market structure being below us, still ranging, but that would break as soon as we triple confirmed back to the upside here. Again, this giving us underlying signs is giving us a much better chance of what, you know, telling us what's happening on BTC a little bit ahead of the curve, if you will. So yeah, I'm I'm still going to look at what happens around 22. But at this point, this amount of strength and momentum is saying that more than likely, you know, because we've got divergence here, 22 might actually not be as strong of a resistance than I'm actually than than what I'm thinking. So um, the more key level resistance is going to be coming up here at the top of the channel, sitting at around 26, 20. You know, it, it depends what when we hit it, but it's going to be right around the $26,000 level. Um, of course, we sell the local high at 24 of the closes, 24,500 to deal with. But as soon as we're through that and we're through 26, I would look at this like a zone, but a $2,000 zone. Once we're through this level, the sky's the limit. Again, we have major resistance coming in up here at about 30. But other than that, you know, we're technically in a falling wedge at the current moment. Again, there's macro divergences stacked up. We're way below our level of the previous, you know, the yield curve of the 10 year, sorry, the 10 year logarithmic growth curve, rather. You know, maybe if we can get through this level, it's going to shoot right back up to that level. So if we break 30 on a, you know, four day candle basis, weekly candle basis, the next level to hit is going to be around 45 to $46,000. As long as we don't reject that, which we could, we could reject, we could come back down, form a higher low, forming support back at 30,000, which as we know, was our previous major support before we broke down from it. That would make a heck of a lot of sense in my mind. If we could find support at 30 after breaking through it, we're going to go and probably more than likely retest around the all-time highs. So that's just what I'm thinking. That's what I'm seeing right now with the BTC action. You know, Ethereum's limit would be getting us back to 3,000, potentially coming back in towards 2,000. If we were to hit 45 and then 30, that's essentially what I'd be looking for. 3,000 back to somewhere around 2 to 2,200. 
finding support, higher low, converging wave for the divergences that are stacked up, and trying to smash into the all-time high and to see what happens. Um, again, this is going to come down to the overall economics. Everything else has to continue aligning and agreeing with uh, everything that we're seeing here in the crypto space. But as of right now, you know, 10-year yield continues to hit a ceiling here, turning us around. If we get a major crackdown, which I really potentially think could come, pushing down uh, you know, 30% in the 10-year yield potentially or more, it's very likely that that's what we would see. The uh, S&P 500 also in agreement with what we're seeing with BTC and everything. You can see the four-day very aggressively turning back up on the zero line, money flow turning back up, pinching off the wave, um, potentially invalidating, again, the triple confirmation here. We already have market structure on our side. Guess where our, our full-on FIB extension is? 5,000. New all-time high. That's just to fill out the first full FIB. If we go all the way to the 1618, that's 5770. The 2618, 7,000 points. So there is a lot of room already showing up on our FIB extensions with the triple confirmation indicator. Yeah, there's a lot of potential in this chart. This is essentially what we want to see Bitcoin do here in the same time frame, right? Like, I mean, actually, well, actually, <laughs> now that I'm looking at it again, uh, Bitcoin is has already extended those FIBs to the upside and has been extended, I believe, for a while. Like the fact that we're trading below the zero at 25, I really don't think we're going to stay down here for very much longer. Once we're above 25, we have a very good chance of hitting 30. Once we're above 30, we have a very good chance of hitting 45. And again, I know that sounds maybe ludicrous to some of you guys because we've been in this downtrend for so long, but we have all the macros we need lined up now in order to turn us around. It's just, it's, it's essentially been about you know, sitting and consolidating at these levels for long enough to where things have a chance to bottom out, zero out, and continue turning around. Uh, we have some major news today for anyone who wasn't aware already. Triple confirmation alpha has been released as of today. The bot is fully functional. We have run into a couple bugs. We love that you guys are pointing them out for us. We're fixing them on the fly live. And, you know, a great reason as to why we launched with Alpha before giving you, you know, the true product. The more of these that we can fix ahead of time, the better it's going to be at beta launch. So make sure you check that out. The link is just alpha.tripleconfirmation.com. So super easy. We will have that up on the website, tripleconfirmation.com, within the next day or two. So you guys can access it even, even better. Um, yeah, easy to use easy to implement. Check it out. Pio, I see that you're hiding in the background. I'd love to hear a little bit more about the European energy and what's going on over there. With Russian gas. I, you were saying that uh, European energy prices have started to come down for the first time in what, a year or something or other like that? And uh, how that you feel it's affecting everything if you have a minute. Yeah, my friend, I think... Um you know, relating to the DXY versus Bitcoin, kind of um, seeing the DXY maybe as a kind of a, a fulcrum between that and what what's driving its appreciation, which was the depreciation of the euro, lack of confidence in the European economy, 
because of um, it's already an energy crisis. It's just that the predictions are that even, even now that it still can get a lot worse when it comes to consumers and the impact on the industry. But uh, Monday before last, two weeks ago, you know, the EU seemed to come out and say, look, we're willing to change the way the market works, which really kind of changed the game, call out a lot of speculators. And there's a chart in the Economics Channel, which Flywater um, instigated. And it really peeled right back. You know, it was 11x what it was last year. And it peeled back to 3x. Um, last Friday, when we were looking at the DXY, maybe thinking it might be topping out here, it was pushed up further by um, Russia shutting off all gas supplies, the last pipeline, gas, or Nord Stream 1 to Europe. So it, it pumped back up again, but this week, um, you know, it, it seemed to kind of mirror the kind of unexpected reaction from the EU when it came to Brexit. Uh, they seem to be pulling together and looking at ways to, you know, mitigate um, the lack of, of, of Russian gas. Uh, and that's been kind of coupled with, you know, massive Ukrainian offense, counter offensive. Um, so the market's kind of looking at things now and it, it, it's still kind of pulling right back. Um, so when you look at DXY topped out as kind of inverse fashion with, you know, the S&P and especially Bitcoin, which is, you know, a higher bait on steroids at this point, and you look at the euro, you kind of expect, you know, a, a reverse, reversion to mean um, across all of these. So um, quite kind of positive looking into next I should look at my calendar to figure this out, but the 13th of September when US CPI is printed. And, you know, with energy prices kind of pulling back across wars, US kind of led that through the last month. Um, if CPI core uh, consumer price index is lower as a leading indicator of inflation than last month, I think you might see, you know, a rally like we did last month when it came in month on month level with the previous month. Interesting. Okay. A lot of moving parts, but um, if you're looking for an environment to be bullish, or you know, short term at least, I think I'm uh, I'm still a eleven or twelve k Bitcoin bear next year. But um, yeah, I think the conditions are the geopolitical conditions are there. The the core like driver of this inflationary spike, energy. You know, when you look at the core data, you know, we're we look like we've gone past, at least in the short term, pricing in the worst case scenario. So now better case scenarios are kind of looking more likely. Um, by a bit of confidence to people not run into the dollar. Beautifully put. Thank you for uh, adding your insight, man. Appreciate it, as always. Yeah, time, friends. Yeah. It's always nice hearing from Pio because he's got a great way of putting everything simplifying it and seeing it from obviously across the pond where sometimes we don't take notice to these sorts of things on our end of the world, you know, of the world. So yes, uh, absolutely appreciate your time and your wisdom. Uh, Jay, were you wanting to add anything today? I'm not sure what your setup is like right now. If you have a microphone set up or whatnot, um, if you're interested, yeah, please. Hello. Let me hold on. Let me turn you up. There we go. Yep, so I'll probably get cut out. You know how it is. And, hey, it, it's going to happen when I tell you actually when Lambo, you know? Yeah, man. 
What do you What so, did you think about my extremely bullish uh, uh, overlook right now? I definitely see it being possible. Um, now, now that we've had enough time with the weekly, um, and when you look at it, it, almost has like kind of a double bottom look to it, right? And um, I mean, it's it's kind of the way it's looking here. I'm still slightly apprehensive. I. Uh, just because you know the the greatest of time frames like the monthly and even the, the the quarterly you know are still quite far in the red like the monthly is pretty deep down there in the red of course a lot of price action can happen during a monthly right um but just overall macro thoughts you know uh for how low and deep the monthly is in the wolf pack still that's what makes me a little bit apprehensive but uh i definitely think a bounce is is due some some short uh and some some bear punishment is due and um it's pretty entertaining how this played out uh in the not to toot my own horn but i'm pretty proud of this one in the tc madness channel um i was thinking we'd drop around like 18.7 or something like that uh and then quickly spring back up and then run the next highs right around the uh this is that same 382 macro fib level at 21250 that i've literally talked to on blue in the face for like what four months now <laughs> and uh here we are again look at that you know um yeah and i think if we're gonna just spring up further from here like if we're talking lower time frames like the four hour and whatnot mm-hmm. i think there's there's a good chance we come down a little bit here just because we're pretty overextended so to be able to see a little bit of, you know, long, little long squeeze back down a little bit, maybe retest 20K again, 20,700, right in that range would make a lot of sense in that regard. And that would kind of reset the oscillators a little bit on the lower time frames. But overall, the, you know, the daily looks like it's going to get TC up uh, with, you know, very minimal sell pressure, really. It kind of has the same appearance of the summer 2021 lows we had that last final little couple days of drop you know before we got that spring and it's kind of doing the same kind of idea here it looks like to me so i think we'll get some jet fuel from this for us to run back up into the 2021 summer low at like 28,800. i i think there's a strong chance we get there I do have a that macro fib at uh, three eight two level at twenty one two fifty. Um, I also have the two three six level, and that's at thirty three thousand three hundred. So it, it would it would make some sense for us to like bounce from the the three eight two back up to the the two three six, you know, and go from there. Now from there, of course, that's when we're gonna see, you know, if if uh, if we continue or not, or maybe we come back down to like twenty five. And then turn that previous resistance we just had like a month ago. Maybe we turn that into the support, you know, come back down from 33 or so down to 25. Something like that. I I definitely think there's a possibility for that. But that's the setup we need to see. We need to see the next higher low. That's what I'm really looking for here um, is the next higher low as well. So if, if we were to get above 25K, great. But that could be the ultimate bull trap if we don't confirm the next higher low. So definitely, I, I could see us running up to, you know, 30s, 40. Uh, I definitely see that being possible. And we'll go from there, of course. I think if we were to get up there, the monthly is going to be awfully close to the zero line on the Wolf Pack. 
And that's what I'm going to be looking at that intently and making sure and just seeing, okay, what's the weekly look like? Is it starting to possibly reject? And that's leading into the monthly rejecting off the zero line as well. You know, that, that, that's the time for something like that to happen. But overall, exactly. yeah, I like, I like this bounce. I like this movement. Um, it's, uh, I, th- I think uh, a little short squeeze is necessary here and uh, some punishment was needed. I'm still apprehensive of the overall macro environment in the, like the world pretty much. And that's where, that's why I'm slightly cautious still, of course, uh, but the technicals, you know, just technicals only. I definitely see this happening. I definitely see a, a good, strong bounce coming here uh until we see otherwise we're going to triple confirm up on the daily in about three hours here and i think we'll play around here a little bit like i said maybe come back down to like twenty thousand five hundred, something like mm-hmm. that possibly let those lower time frames kind of wear themselves out or like you know they're tired a little bit you know um and uh reset you know and go for the next kaboom uh to the upside i think we'll at least retest 25k personally i think i think that's a minimum here so yeah fair enough I just want to point out one more thing as I'm looking at the monthly right now. I mean, these Fibonacci levels of the monthly are coming in at exactly, you know, where we're looking at 28 to 30, 382 Mm. retest, right? The 618 has been a historical level holding support since essentially the dawn of time of the dawn of charting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it, it makes yeah, it makes a lot of sense that we've held this level for four months straight now. Even though we've had a lot of fluctuation in here, we are still holding the 618 on a monthly basis. You know, the, the 0.5 is coming in right at 25, which makes sense why we rejected it the first time. You know, you normally don't break through levels until you've pushed through at least two to three times or at least pushed into it. And yeah, the 382 comes in right between 28 and 30,000. Which exactly, like if we if we were to see some sort of rejection from thirty from the um, the capitulation zone from the uh, the point of control and that major uh, resistance right now, or I guess I guess key level resistance, sorry, rather on the macro, um, then you're absolutely right. We would need to see that higher low come in, right, to, in order to to take it higher than that. If we mm-hmm. don't see rejection at the 382, then exactly the next level, the 236 coming in at 38 to 40. And of course, our macro major resistance coming in between 40 and 45, mm-hmm. depending on when we hit it. So it just gives more confluence to exactly what I said today, exactly what you said. And we need to see how that goes about. But But looking at the overall, if we were to continue bouncing here, you know, bouncing off the zero line with the money flow, re-triple confirming with massive, massive hidden bullish divergence from the previous low to the point of which now, like we came down in the wolf pack so hard when really the percentage of drop, I believe, was actually less than our previous run in 2017 to 2019. Like mm-hmm. if you if you guys understand what I'm saying here, the drop here was about 83%. The drop here from top to bottom so far, about 72%, right? Well, oh, what's another 10% going to do? Well, another 10% is going to yeah. get us to 11 to $12,000. Yeah. 
right? Like that's it doesn't seem like 10% would be a huge thing, but in reality, that's another 50% drop from where we are now. If if what we a- were to fill out fill out the entirety of the previous drop. Yeah. So what are- sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just curious, uh, what are your thoughts? Because I, I can't help but when I, it's funny when I see things on your screen, even though it's the same wolf pack, I, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's funny how this works, but what are your thoughts on needing exactly what you're doing right now? Yep. So you just drew it out. I was going to ask you, uh, needing a regular bullish divergence after that hidden, because right now the wolf pack is agreeing with price action. So if that's the case, then I would think we would need, to have a regular bullish divergence following this massive hidden bullish divergence for us to get the actual real macro turnaround. Um, it's it's very plausible. Very we in almost every case, right? As we've talked about in the past, with a hidden bullish divergence, you almost always need that normal bullish divergence in order to play that out. But what this does is going into the next two to three years when this thing decides to break out because as if you guys can see you know we're in a falling wedge within a broadening rising wedge which are both bullish patterns overall right but we this doesn't look completely played out to me at all we haven't spent enough time in my opinion in order to do so but at the same time we never ended up rallying to where we should have in the first place I think we came up to 60 so fast, right? We didn't have enough reset in here. <clears throat> um, if we had, maybe had gone, you know, rather than just bouncing off 30, bouncing off 35, trying and trying again. If instead we'd maybe come down to 25 and then 20 from here, then potentially we would have had enough strength to pick ourselves up and, and smash through and continue. But we didn't see that. So for now, you know, it's I'm I'm going to be bullish in the macro, but you're absolutely right. Like we we could see rejection at 30, we could see rejection at at 44 to 45 uh, somewhere in that zone and come back to the 618 again. That would still give us a divergence if we have closing candles of the monthly at around 1817. And at that point we'd be reconfirming the falling wedge now as support rather than having to, right, break through, reject it, crash back into it, and retest our falling broadening wedge, right? So either one of these scenarios is possible. It's the same setup regardless, just in how it plays out, if that makes sense for you guys. Like, how much strength are we actually going to see here? Is the S&P going to break new to all-time highs? Like, I really think that it's going to come down to are we going to hit the the you know the 5000 point level and reject and then continue to you know just as we saw back here we could be in essentially a setup where we were back here in 2018 we broke new all time high we hit the full fib extension at 3000 and we crashed out which could be what bitcoin is planning on doing here that's the, almost exactly the same type of Setup just obviously not breaking new all-time highs before doing said crash, but the S and P would be doing that at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is still very highly likely that that happens. We just kind of need to see how we react up in the twenty-eight to thirty k level. If we don't see major, major rejection, 
if we see like essentially, you know, the type of sell pressure that we've seen down here at 20, I'm not going to be worried about it. If we see major rejection right away, you know, we consolidate there for a couple weeks. That might be a very good thing for us going into the future. Like I said, there's, there is a potential that we don't reject breaking just above the pattern and cracking back down into it. We have played out, I'd say, 60 to 70% of this pattern so far, but maybe we need to play out, you know, 90% of the pattern essentially before actually breaking through for real. We just need to see what happens up in here. If we don't reject, if we hold support of 25, 25 once we're above it is going to act as that key level. Then we can go into towards 40 and see what happens from there. If we build a higher low again from there, then we could actually be forming some sort of symmetrical triangle in the macro from our previous supports. You can see kind of what I'm getting at here. There's a possibility for that too. But again, we need to understand that these are major macro types of patterns and environment. And as far as this falling, broadening wedge goes, like I said, we may not have played out enough of it in order to actually break free from it, just as mm -hmm. we did back in here, because this is a this, exactly the same type of setup, just in a, a less macro version of it, right? Falling, broadening wedge, what happened? It came up, it formed a lower high, retested the top, and smashed back down to the bottom. But because we smashed so hard, closed back within it, that's what fueled our rally from, you know, that we saw back in 2020. That's 90% of the whole reason why we got this move was because we took a bullish pattern, we smashed it to the downside, and ended up still closing above and into it. If we could do the same thing, but essentially, you know, maybe we crash below. We come back to this major level, $8,000, $9,000. That's a possibility here overall. It's, it's, it's still in the cards, unfortunately, until you know we have confirmation that this is going into full bull mode again, that that's still on the cards. But as of right now, I'm not thinking about it. I'm thinking about what's going to happen in and above around 30. If we can build 30 as support again, you know, get the heck out of the way because it's just going to moonshot. But, you know, yes, we need to pay attention to the overall economics, what's going on in the world, what's going on with the economies. You know, are we looking for another three years of upside with the S&P? Maybe. Maybe they just continue to print money. Maybe inflation gets better. You know, we don't know. Unfortunately, the future could be as bright, could be bright as heck. Hey, keep calm in TCC, baby. Exactamundo. You don't, yeah. You have a hard time trading the market? Check out our automated trading bot and let it make the decisions for you, not financial mm -hmm. advice. Absolutely. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think right now I'm going to take a quick time to talk about divergences just because we have a couple new people in the group and I've been asked if I can kind of cover it because essentially, you know, it, new people have a hard time spotting these things. Of course, there's indicators that you can get to point out divergences for you, but I don't really believe in them. I think that it's better to train your mind and your eye of what you're seeing to give you an edge on the market. So when, when we speak about divergences, bullish or bearish, you can only get bullish divergences 
on bottoms. You can only get bearish divergences on tops. So essentially, when the price action is doing the opposite of the indicators, this right here between May 1st, 2021 and November 1st, 2021, we can see that we had two brand new highs on Ethereum. We hit around 4,000. And then in November, we hit around 45 to 5,000. We can see that, you know, these are, this is uh, new all-time highs, higher highs. Our indicators are not giving us higher highs. We do not have continuated higher highs as we saw prior to this point, right? Indicators are saying, oh, we're still going up. We're still going up. At this point right here was the first time that we saw some signs in the indicators where the market liberator and the and the money flow did the opposite of each of the price action. This was our first step, but it wasn't everything, right? We still needed Wolfpack in here in order to get the the triple divergence, I guess you could call it. Um, but this was the first sign that the market was coming to a topping out point. That doesn't mean we can't go higher, right? We came down, we formed a bit of a bottoming pattern bit of divergence here. Again, not a full-on triple bullish divergence, but we ended up bouncing. We formed a new higher high. And from that high, we found divergence across the board. Money flow, market liberator, and wolf pack. All doing the opposite of price action. And especially something on a macro time frame like the four-day or the weekly, this is very significant. You know, the first time you see a weekly bullish or bearish divergence, right? It's a huge potential turnaround point for the macros of the market. So if you know me, you know how I trade. I use the weekly as my overall outlook of the space, right? It's, it's essentially my, am I in Bitcoin or am I in dollars type of chart? So, but essentially what this was saying was that this point, you're starting to think about shorting by this point, you know, you're selling a lot of your crypto holdings and starting to go into dollars. And by the time it triple confirmed back down after this divergences, after this divergence, sorry, you should have been in dollars looking for a macro short opportunity if not already in. You could have taken a you know, a macro starting entry based on daily or you know, based on this four day and then looking at the daily for your better entry. But as soon as it TC'd, you should have been short, you should have kept your short open, you know, and again, you still need a converging wave. A converging wave is the first wave where everything agrees again, right? The converging wave is the confirmation wave that the market shift that we see with the divergences is confirming. A divergence is an early warning sign that the market condition is changing, and then everything's shifting back into the downside. Now, there, with a macro time frame, there's going to be a great move out of this after a divergence, right? You could have taken major profits at 25, watched for the converging wave, reshorted. You could have even longed in here because there's, you know, it's such a macro time frame thing. Um, but you're ultimately looking for reshort positions, and you're staying in dollars until those macros turn back around with divergences, which at the point we're at right now, we have divergence, we have divergence, we have uh, hidden bullish divergence going back to a much farther previous point. 
We have higher lows, higher lows, lower lows, lower lows, lower lows, lower lows, right? What are we seeing right now? A converging wave. But is it, you know, has enough time played out in where this converging wave is good enough for a divergence that goes back to 2020? No. So what we can and potentially expect from this is that yes, we will continue to the upside here with this smaller converging wave, but that means we need to, if we go to 3000, we need to at some point converge later in the future, potentially March, April, May of next year, back down for that higher low for the macro, for the really large macro. And I know we're looking at ETH, but this, this, this idea and this template can be applied to any coin, any asset, any whatever. It doesn't matter. All right. So yes, this would be a converging wave high or low, but it's not a converging wave for these hugely spread out macro hidden bullish divergences. The reason they're hidden is because rather than being, uh, well, they're still the opposite of, of price action, just in the opposite fashion, right? This is a higher high. This is a higher low. These are lower lows. It's uh, if you need, there is a template in our learning chat channel in the Discord that points out all the three different types of divergence. Um, you can refer back to that at any point. So again, hopefully that explains, uh, you know, simplifies that for you guys so that you understand. Again, and it's all about how the time frames play within each other. A four-hour divergence, you know, may more than likely will play out. But if it's going against, let's say, a daily triple confirmation that just happened to the downside, then more than likely the div is either going to be invalidated or play out very weakly, very not strong at all, and then turn itself back down. You need to understand your environment when you're trading in the smaller time frames. You need to understand the surrounding, what's going on in those higher time frames. At the moment, right, we've been talking about this for weeks and weeks, that the macro was starting to see and show signs that it was bottoming out and that things were starting to turn around and that, hey, it's a good time to start looking at this as an opportunity to start getting in. You're going to keep getting faked out and pushed down. But as long as we don't see a huge major crackdown below $20,000 of Bitcoin or fifteen fifty of ETH, then we're actually overall all good. And it's going to continue turning the macro timeframes around as those smaller timeframes are kind of working themselves out. So, yes. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, I think with all that said, my friends, uh, we're going to wrap things up today. We appreciate you guys taking the time to listen today. And we hope that you have yourself a great rest of your day. Enjoy your weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.